Hello friends, that is the first song, because um, I realised I uh, didn't play music on the previous episode, so this is now the second song, it goes a little something like this. I am an expert on being an expert, on being an expert, but do you agree? Or are you an expert on your own sense of being an expert? Oh, but that doesn't matter much to me. It's about um, life. So, uh, you know, as the I put in the, the little summary I just typed up and I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about, um, people kind of these days are, you know, often saying, oh, you've got to defer to the experts, you know. You gotta, you know, follow the science or listen to, you know, oh, you don't wanna be a conspiracy theorist, or you don't wanna, you know, ah, oh, be extre an extremist. That's true. You don't wanna be an extremist. That's true. But, um, uh, you know, you wanna defer to the experts, and you know, there's some truth in that, but um, there's also some, um, you know, a lot of nonsense in that too. So I thought I'd just piece that apart a bit, as best I can. And if you wanna listen to me, then I guess that means you think I'm qualified to talk about it. And if you think I'm not qualified, then you're very f welcome <laughs> to not listen to me. I would encourage you to not listen to me if you think I'm not qualified to talk about my experience. Um, so, yeah, let's start with, um, in life, you know, uh, most, like nothing in life is separable from everything else. Everything's all connected. It's all one. Right, Buddha? Bring out the Buddha. You are correct, Jamie. Thank you, Siddhartha. That's that's good to know. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's just his opinion, but you know. Um, so uh, everything's connected, you know, like your mind and your body. Oh, you want to <clears throat> be happy? Okay, well, you change your diet, and then oh, oh, my gut, my gut health is much better. And then oh, all, like you know, not, all the serotonin or ninety percent of it is produced by the gut bacteria. Is oh. And then, oh, my mind fit works much better now. Oh, wow. And then you make better choices. And so, um, you know, because your mind's thinking clearer, uh, you get healthier. Your body gets healthier. You make better choices. And then some problem you had goes away. Oh, you no longer have, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, some um, problem, um, skin problem. So it's like, oh, the body and the mind are connected. Interesting, both ways, you know. And also, like, you could say... Uh, you know, there's the whole thing of the dating of the Sphinx, where it's like Egyptologists said, like, oh, no, there's no way that it's 12,000 years old. That's crazy. But then geologists were like, well, I don't know what to tell you, pal, but, like, that's water erosion. That's not wind erosion. Um, so the last time it rained considerably in the Nile Valley was, like, you know, 10,000-odd uh, years ago. Um, and they were kind of going, out, well, oh, no, that's not... So you, you've got these... Who's the expert there? It's Egypt, but you know, there's water erosion or there is erosion. The expert on erosion or the expert on Egypt? Who's the relevant authority here? And so, you know, there's many times or, um, or you know, a teenager who understands themselves and they're like, no, I think um, it's best for me to follow this path. Um, I'm going to be successful at, you know, being a restaurateur and, you know, opening restaurants. And then the parents are like, ah, I don't know. From my experience of you, I think you're going to shift. You're going to do that and you'll get bored and then, I think it's better if you just get a general education for now. Um, 
you know, stay in school. Who's right? You know, they both have some understanding of the person. Um, so it's not clear, right? So that's one thing that there's many situations where who is the expert on something? It, there are many overlap. It overlaps because um, it's things are all connected and there's many aspects um, to things. Um, and so, so then uh, if you like defer to the experts, okay, well, you know, which one? Um, and then uh, I'd say also um, you have, uh, yeah, and so for example, you know, in the notes to this thing, I was just thinking like, yeah, like the whole COVID thing and like, you know, the, all these quote unquote experts saying all these things, but then there were all these other people um, the, or there are, for one thing, there are all these other experts, so to speak, you know, scientists, journalists, um, politicians, who are disagreeing with the mainstream narrative and saying, no, this is a bad idea, um, the whole way through, you know, from almost the very beginning, like within a month or so, this was happening, you know, um, which people are trying to rewrite history saying, oh, you know, we did, did the best we could. It's like, no, no, no. It was very clear very early on what was going on, and people were either unable or unwilling to listen but either way that disqualifies you from leadership going forward because we can't have those kinds of people running things um anyway but uh so um yeah and like you know say sometimes i'd be disagreeing uh with someone and uh, i'll say oh you yeah, know well uh, the i'll be like oh well, i think this thing and i'll say some controversial opinion which you know most people wouldn't agree with it's not the conventional wisdom, but I like looking into things and finding out what's really real. It, you know, it's interesting for me. I understand that for a lot of people, it's not that interesting. Maybe they like to dip their toes. I guess if you're listening to this, you're probably, you know, you're interested enough that you at least you want to dip your toes or maybe you, you look into these things very deeply too. But um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I have no problem. Like just because 99% of people believe something, for me, that's no guarantee that it's true, you know? It makes it more likely to be fair. There's usually that happens. Like, let's say the the crowd believes things because of peer pressure and politics, um, but it also believes things because they're true. So we could say, like, a, on a basic rough sketch of it, at least fifty percent of the reason is that it's true, and um, in reality, I think it's probably more. Like. There's, there's just so many very simple things that aren't in you know up you know contested you know and so I would say yeah like in the crowd can be right a lot of the time but nonetheless just because something you know not most people believe something for me that's no guarantee that it's true because I found in my life many times when it's not true and most people are wrong it's like you know bicycle helmets the countries that don't have bicycle helmet laws have lower uh, injury rates you know what's that all about you know Apparently, you know, maybe people are complacent when they've got the helmets on. Maybe their senses are dulled because they can't see as well. They can't turn around as quickly. Um, uh, you know, what is it? We, who knows? But, um, yeah, so that, that's one thing. We're like, what? Really? Well, yeah, I looked into that as far as I could tell. I, you know, wrote a little article on it. Uh, and, yeah, that's uh, – so anyway – you know, um, there'll be many times where I'm, I'm saying, oh, yeah, giving my opinion for why I think this unconventional thing is true. And the other person will say to me, well, you know, I just, I defer with to the experts, you know. And then I think, well, you know, or the, 
I go, well, yeah, well, you know, I respect the experts too, but it's just I'm, I'm listening to different experts. I'm listening to this doctor, I'm listening to that journalist, this person, to, you know, and then they're, they're, that's always kind of like an uncomfortable thing. Like, well, you know, that's not really the experts because there's some wacky experts on the internet. It's like, look, the internet is a, like a telephone system. Like, you know, these people are on the earth, you know, they eat food, they go to the toilet, you know, they're human beings. Um, are they, if, if people are right, any, we know that sometimes systems are wrong and it, small individuals, uh, few individuals are telling the truth, but the system at large isn't. Um, and whenever that happens, those people will be marginalised, of course. That's just the way things work. And so, of course, they're going to take to alternative media platforms to get the thing out. So if it's like, oh, you've got an, um, some unconventional opinion, oh, but that's just on the internet. Of course it's on the internet. Where else would it be? You know, Like, that doesn't mean it's not true. It also doesn't mean it is true. It could be wrong, you know, like uh, Flat Earth. I don't think that makes any sense. I think that's wrong. Um, uh, I haven't really looked into it, but I mean, and I'm the kind of person where I'm so radical in this sense that I would keep my mind open to that possibility. Like, are we in some sort of simulation? It's like a computer game and, you know, it kind of is. I don't know. But I think it's like extremely unlikely. That's how I would see it. But that would translate into most people's vocabulary. It's just, it's impossible. Um, so yeah, I don't believe that. But, uh, you know, that would be... Uh, example where you know it's unconventional but it's wrong um but but yeah so p people say oh yeah but okay well most of the experts are on this side so you know what i mean by i defer to the experts is i defer to the consensus of experts and then but then the thing is well okay right but again you know throughout history most doctors thought lobotomies were good most doctors thought leeches were good uh they were they were all wrong yeah, it was you know, or like um, maybe most people in maybe in a village thought witches were real. Doesn't mean witches are real, you know. Well, although <laughs> yeah, if we want to get really deep, um, and uh, yeah, so and then you know you have to come up against some other factors of okay, study history. How does how do things work? Okay, the Earth generates resources. Um, and um, the earth generates life and um, you know uh, some uh, yeah like I mean some of the these creatures who are generated um, they will perceive other things as resources food other animals and plants they can be resources they're things that can be used also the rocks and you know the minerals um, the water the air these are, are resources things that can be relied upon um, we they are the source that which we can go to um, for whatever our needs and wants. And then, you know, these animals squabble over, you know, the access to these resources, these opportunity pathways. Um, and as that's going, uh, you know, you have politics, you have, you know, advanced societies built upon this thing. It's like the animal, built on top of the animal kingdom. You have these, you know, human civilizations competing and doing their thing and growing and experimenting and whatever, just living. Um, and... There's politics. Some of them are dictatorships. Some of them are democracies. Um, but the, the people who have power, they have um, money, so they've got you know legal right to or you know force of violence. They've got control over resources and streams of resources, and including influence and awareness and eyeballs and you know um, perception, what people believe, and that's the media. Uh, you know, one of the most precious resources is 
um, what people believe. Um, and not just attention, but um, awareness, I guess, is ultimately the most precious of resources. It's actually ultimately the only thing as well, it seems. Um, but, um, but kind of coming full circle, even in that most materialist sense of ch chopping stuff up and, you know, getting deep into three-dimensional reality, that it turns out in the end, like, you know, awareness is kind of this hot commodity. Um, but so, uh, yeah, the, the powerful people, there are powerful people who want to be the alpha chimps and they're not interested in what's reasonable or, you know, harmony. That's not their ethic. Their ethic is might is right. And um, those kinds of people will for sure um, uh, lie and twist information in order to get advantage. And I think that, you know, you have to be aware of the potential that basically, you know, as we know through our history, this has happened. Um, propaganda, you know, that's a word for a reason. People are lying, organized lying by governments. So, um, and also you could say not just governments, but, you know, powerful entities. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you have experts, you have to be aware, like, okay, where are they getting their money? How, how do they pay their bills? Who, who's paying their salaries? Um, and when you see stuff like, say, universities in the USA getting like over half their budget from the pharmaceutical industry going, Hey, here's some money, build yourself another wing and, you know, go, you know, get another professor here. Yeah. You can hire another professor, add another discipline. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Da, 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 you know, and cozying up, but you know, when those wacky, crazy people come talking about how you can heal your body with your mind or with, um, you know, healthy lifestyle and, you know, uh, let's, those people are to be resisted, you know? Um, so there's a bit of an influence thing there. And in government, you know, like, you know, um, industries paying, you know, election funding for um, politicians um, who will then go on to choose bureaucrats in many cases. Um, uh, so uh, those politicians, they have to get elected. And so um, it's hard to get money and if someone's going to give you money, then you, it's very likely you're going to take it. Um, and so some industry like the, you know, the military industrial complex is like, Hey, yeah, here's some money. And then, you know, you get into office they're like, great. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to you supporting our causes and being pro our interests and all that kind of thing, not rocking the boat. And if, you know, it's very, you know, subtle, I think in most cases, not like so outwardly spoken, it's just subtle, as subtle as possible, but you know, obvious enough. Um, I would imagine, you know, and, uh, so and maybe with some more clearly corrupt people, it'd be very obvious, like just clearly stated, you know, what's going on. But um, so people get money and there's influence peddling, you know, lobbyists, um, this, you know, huge industry around the world, but, you know, America in particular. But um, and then if they go against it, they change their mind. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the, the right thing. I'm going to follow the truth. Then they find, like, oh, you know, you're not going to get money next election, which is coming up. And your competitor next door is going to get a lot of money. And so much money that there's an army of people out in the streets handing out leaflets, knocking on doors, people, you know, radio time, advertising, you know, all this stuff, whatever, um, promises for, I don't know, whatever, like, or like events, you know, like giveaway, whatever. Money can do a lot of things, you know. Um, and so there's this selective pressure where people, even there'll be, a lot of them will be intimidated and so they'll back down. They won't even try to do it once that's, you know, that thing is threatened and waved around. But then even people who have the goal, the goal to push through and continue with it, um, in a lot of cases, they will lose. The, the public will get hoodwinked and will vote for the other person who looks better and 
there's this big army of people going around and they're like, oh, a really nice person came along for that campaign, so I'll vote for them. Um, and so you have this thing where there's selective pressure on politicians um, from money, um, bureaucrats from money. I mean, in a lot of cases, the, um, the bureaucracies, what happens with people f um, who are in there, they will be offered jobs when they leave um, in, these, in the industries they're meant to be regulating. And so they get a lot of money. And so that, and then, you know, um, and then maybe someone who they know who's now, they're in contact still, you worked with them back in the government, you kind of talk to them and, hey, come on, it's, you know, the company's good. And you can, after, when you leave, you can join too. And so then they make a deal. And then there's all, it's that's a revolving door. And it gets really, you know, by this point, it's like the people from who have left government, they've gone back into the private sector, they will be then going back into government as well. So it's even more crazy where it's like more direct. Like, yeah, I'm just fresher. You know, um, Dick Cheney uh, bombed Iraq with no cause, no good reason, right? There were no weapons of mass destruction and they knew it. It was a lie. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, geopolitics, you know. Um, and uh, then, so he blew up all this infrastructure and then awarded a no-bid, like, contract. Like, it's not about who can do the best job and we you, you make bids and then we'll choose one. Um, not even that, just no bids, just straight to Halliburton, which he was former CEO of. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff like that going on. Um, or like, you know, was it Timothy Geithner or whatever, the guy, um, se uh, Treasury Secretary? Was he the one who gave the, uh, authorized the bailouts? Um, and he was like former Goldman Sachs, you know, guy. And, oh, Goldman, you know, they, they get bailed out. Oh, all these competitors, uh, no, nah, I don't think they need it. Uh, but like all these kind of, so there was this consolidation where these, politically connected banks were bailed out and the others weren't. Um, and so again and again. So the bureaucracy is over time, there's a selective pressure where money, and again, powerful people can control money, whether it's mafia going around doing business and having this adv competitive advantage of you can pull out a gun every now and then if you want to really persuade someone. Um, so you have that kind of thing, that kind of influence, but also just you know powerful industries where they, you know, they get strong enough by providing value to people and solving problems but then they get influence over the political system. They bring in regulations which harm the smaller competitors. They start turning into monopolies. So you have um, uh, that kind of thing where you have uh, the bureaucracy, um, money and power kind of uh, controlling. Uh, but let's say with money, um, uh, the which people power hungry people they'll st often start with money. Right, that's a way to get things um, the way you want them. Um, the bureaucracy, the politicians, even the judiciary, the judges, they're elected or chosen um, by politicians every so, now and then, you know, every so often. And so if over decades politicians have had this selective pressure of corporate and, you know, big money control, which they have in almost everywhere in the Western world as far as I'm aware, um, then who's choosing those judges? It's politicians who have been kind of chosen in a way by money. Um, and then, you know, the executive is chosen out of, you know, these politicians. So you've got the government kind of, and the police um, and military, that's a more interesting one. But, I mean, the military, there is the stuff of the revolving door between um, the arms industry in, say, America, and then in the actual military itself. Other parts of the world, I'm not so sure. But um, police, um, I mean, there's corruption for sure. Like, you know, people who are like, um, yeah, okay. Uh, we're a bunch of gangsters and we can, you know, camp outside your house and make pro you know, everything really difficult for you. 
um, if you try to cl clamp down on our operations of selling drugs or whatever. Or you can take this money and give your, you know, get your kid into a, a really good college. What, what's it going to be, you know? And you see that playing out really intensely in Mexico, for example. But um, in all kinds of places it happens. I think anywhere there's a drug war, really. But, um, and, you know, many other things where, you know, powerful people, you know, um, they have the ability to try to help people get into the police force, I would say, via their, you know, politicians and who's going to be the head of the police. Um, you know, um, there's politicians, political control and, you know, bureaucratic control um, and judicial control to some extent, you know. Actually, I'm not sure about judicial, but... Um, but uh, so some less direct influence on the police as well. So you've got the government, right? And then the scientific thing, you know, the universities and, you know, um, and things like, uh, what else? Uh, the media, you know, um, they're owned by, like, the main media outlets around the world um, and the Western world, like, there's government media, right, um, who are, of course, beholden to money, via the politicians and the bureaucracy being beholden to money over like decades, like this gradual process we've been talking about of the status quo. Um, and it's not like one big thing, one big company doing this, but it's just, um, you know, it's an, an environment, an ecosystem where this is allowed to happen um, and, you know, vested interests. And so well, the oil and gas industry has, you know, their interests of what they go with the government and, you know, the government media to be talking about, you know, the pharmaceutical industry of their interests, the war industry of their interests, um, tech industry of their interests, whatever. Um, and, you know, they spend good money on getting their influence um, achieved. Um, but then even the private media, the big ones, um, yeah, they're owned by a handful of corporations. I think six corporations own all of the major media outlets in the USA, for example. Um, and, uh, you know, and, you know, like Vanguard and BlackRock, whatever, you know, like uh, these big investment firms, um, they... Uh, you know, are heavily invested in a lot of media um, and all these media are also, you know, going off to the Bilderberg group conferences, which are never mentioned in the media, where, you know, all these elites from around the world, very powerful people meet and discuss. We don't know what they discuss, but they do it, you know, um, and they've been doing it since the early 50s. Um, and I'm sure nothing's going on. Definitely. They're just meeting and spending a lot of money on these big conferences and getting everyone together, spending a lot of time and effort and um, keeping it secret and even though that looks very dodgy and that makes them look bad if people become aware of it but you know they're doing it and I'm sure they're doing nothing nothing there's nothing they're probably just talking about sport or something in those meetings which we're not allowed to know what they're talking about when politicians and royalty and heads of media and you know all this scientists scientists and institutions are there and all this um, so mm, um but the but apart from the direct ownership of the media, um, where like you know a lot of them are floated, so it's not just one person owning them, but but the the larger shareholders are these corporate um, entities, um, many of whom, by the way, many of these corporations they're separate, but they are kind of unified to some extent in that there's a thing called interlocking directorships, where the the boards of a lot of these companies will often people are serving on multiple boards at once, and so there's a kind of thing where they're often moving in similar social circles. And people kind of say, oh, why don't we get this person onto that board over there? And you have this kind of competition for influence across industries um, where, you know, may, big shareholders, say they have owned a lot of shares in several different companies, they can try to advocate to have um, these, their, um, 
the directors kind of on each of the boards, you know, or like um, people who are friendly with them. So you have this kind of phenomenon where um, there is um, companies aren't just influenced by the profit motive um, and competing. There are there's another motive which is well, a lot of the people at the helm of these companies um, have the power to guide these competing companies and to guide them in a way where maybe their interests can align in a way which creates an outcome which is good for certain shareholders other over say other shareholders who might be more general public you know and um and you know say for example like oh it, it's in the interest of the media to tell the truth and cnn looked very stupid when they were claiming joe rogan's on horse dewormer or whatever um <clears throat> horse you know medicine with ivermectin and you know distorting the color of his face on the, the video they had where they, you know they're editing it to make him look sick and um and a lot of people were like what that that guy isn't he like some health nut? Why would he be doing that crap? Okay, let's look into it. And then, you know, two minute video, and they they can see like a clip, and they're like, oh, that's him responding to it, and he just says, you know, it's nonsense. Like it's been listed as a medicine by the WHO or whatever for ages, and did it, and gets demolished. And so a lot of people who just quickly, oh, let me just check that out. They're like, ah, oh. so that makes CNN look terrible, right? And it takes away the credibility, and you know, all these legacy media outlets are crumbling in terms of viewership and um, respect in the public and um, authority, basically, um, expertship, you could say, um, or expertise, um, uh, or the perception thereof. Um, and yet, so why would they do that? Well, because CNN is, is nested in a, a bigger structure. It's own, largely owned by these big corporations who are also heavily invested in pharmaceuticals, and they were making a lot of money off the vaccines. So, you know... Maybe they lose some money over in CNN. They make a lot of money over on, you know, whatever, like uh, Pfizer. And so, you know, there are these calculations going on where it's not, they're not as separate as it may seem. They're branches, but they're connected to a thicker branch, you know, a bit closer to the trunk of the tree. Um, and so that's, you know, media also. So you have all these, um, you know, academia, media, media um, te big tech, um, government, um, business all over the place so these wherever these these powerful institutions that have leverage over society and over access to resources and remember we are you know these primates who are wired to try to climb hierarchies and access resources you know for mating reasons for status for self-esteem whatever we're wired to do it and you know it takes a certain spiritual kind of awareness to kind of um, mitigate those tendencies and keep them in order you know um and uh, so all these big institutions, um, there is an incentive and, and there's a very plausible uh, mechanism for explaining how money could have corrupted them and in some cases at least cause things which are not true to be presented as true. So it's like, oh yeah, but most of the experts say this is true. Well, yeah, but I mean, who's paying them? Who's paying the salaries? Like where, you know... Um, where their budget's coming from, what interests are connected. There's a bigger picture. It's, <clears throat> it, you know, how do you know it's um, their genuine expertise based upon their experience? And, you know, not just like, are they wrong? And do you agree with them? And, oh, di experts disagree. My, the, I prefer this expert who says that, and you prefer that one who says something else. But also, not all the experts are being honest, you know. Um, a lot of them are afraid to step out um, on certain issues. Um, a lot of them are um, kind of un unaware 
Well, I mean, that would be they're on, honest, but they're just unaware because they just believe, well, everyone says this. this is what I learned in school, you know, the same school, which is, you know, getting heavily funded by, you know, these big corporate interests, you know, like um, the way the system works, the university is getting fun, a lot of money from there. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, there's people who are just unaware. Um, there's people who are afraid to speak out. There's people who are making a calculated decision like, um, yeah, no, I, I want to get ahead and I'm not afraid of this, but like, I mean, I just want to, this is just makes more sense for me. I'm not going to, I don't want to get involved in that. That doesn't seem like a good idea. I'll let someone else deal with that. I don't, it's probably not the right time in history. You know, there'll be some revolution eventually, but I'm, I'm just going to, you know, you know, turn a blind eye and get on with things and do some useful work over here and, you know, not mention every example I see where there's corruption going on. Um, and, um, yeah, and then there's other people who are, in, you know, exploiting it, you know, uh, and full-on corrupt, you know. Um, and that could be good people who are just like, uh, you know, or, you know, say conflicted people who are, they've got a good heart there, but they're just like, you know, can't control themselves. Like they're addicted to the money and the status and the power. Um, and then there's also psychopaths. About 4% of the population globally, um, um, cross-culturally, cross-societies, apparently it seems to be about 4%. Um, are psychopaths and so they're also in the mix uh, of doing things where people who have um, very low empathy um, they're willing to um, manipulate people um, and um, in some cases um, even enjoy um, inflicting suffering on people um, and so there's not always I think but I think there's these, the dark tetrad whatever um, so there are all these influences over like information. And so when someone's like, oh yeah, but most of the experts, who, the people we're told know what they're doing, they say this, why would they say that if it wasn't true? Well, think of the bigger picture. Listen to this podcast again and think of the bigger picture. Um, so, you know, they could be right or they could be wrong. But I think at the end of the day, you have to realize on any hot topic, um, it's very possible that the small number of experts who are saying, or, or pe people, let's just say people, the voices, I could be totally right and all the others are wrong. Like I think Graham Hancock's right and all the Egypt Egyptological establishment is wrong. You know, uh, They might be right about some things, but the major thrust of it is like they're wrong. Like Clearly there was this reboot of civilization. It's, the evidence is very um, clear by this point. Um, so then, okay, so we have the thing of like, okay, there's this reasons for influence and understanding that with experts, um, you can't be sure just because the quote-unquote experts, most most of them say something that is true. You need to think for yourself. Um, and uh, I think, but then the, the question is, okay, how do I know when to trust my intuition versus what someone else is saying? Because some I'm I'm not perfect, right? Um, and I think that that would be like you know, um, knowing the limits of your expertise. Like in the title of this, what did I say? It's like. Um, uh, I can't remember what was it like uh, on uh, be be the expert right is that it be the expert um, exactly be the expert so you know you, you are the expert you know and you're the expert on your own intuition you're the expert on your own judgment your own sense of when someone's telling the truth and when someone's wrong or lying um, and even if you want to defer to the experts which ones how do you know which one to defer to? So you can never escape your own expertise and the need to cultivate it. Even if you want to defer 
you know, till the cows come home to experts. You can't, you know, you can't um, abdicate your responsibility to work, develop your judgment on who should you be deferring that to, which, which experts should you be deferring to, because there are more than one. Um, there's more than one opinion, more than one group there in almost every case. Um, and so you should be reading, you should be practicing, you should be paying attention, just trying to become aware of like, oh, when was I wrong? When was I right? Which experts, you know, it's things like, okay, look at people who have different opinions, see what their track records are, who was, who's been right, who's predicted things in advance, who was wrong. And when they were wrong, who, ch who admitted it and changed their mind and who didn't? Um, who says different things de depending on who they're talking to? Because that you shouldn't trust them, right? They're, they're being dishonest. Um, who um, changes their um, well? Let's see what else is there. Um, yeah, so, so there are these certain characteristics which kind of mark out people as like you know, okay, yeah, you're willing to be proven wrong. You're willing to listen to people and like, okay, oh, you have a lot of evidence. There. Okay, um, you know, you can cite things and I look them up and they make sense and um, and so you can start to say pay attention to those criteria to figure out who are good experts but also even just figuring out that criteria like where did i get that list i wasn't told that list that's just i've accrued it by you know feeling it out over the years and kind of going like oh you know who seems to be trustworthy and then i kind of notice like, these people and then i can you know kind of make that abstract um uh um abstract in that i can say like Oh, okay, I guess this is the essence of what I'm doing. It's like people who do this, that, that, that makes sense. So I'm extracting the moral of this, these stories. But um, so we need to develop our ability to understand who to listen to. Um, and also, so that's if you want to defer, you know, to the experts all the time. But then you also need to be aware, like um, sometimes you're you're the expert, not just on your expertise, um, but also the expert on any particular issue, like. Oh, what is the right thing to do? Um, is it, uh, you know, there's a traffic light, red light, and, and you're driving in the middle of the night, you know, uh, and maybe uh, it's your friend's um, birthday party and you're a bit late. Um, you want to be there for the cake and you want to be there for the right moment, you know. You're so late that, you know, you could be missing some beautiful kind of crucial moment. That could have negative consequences for everyone. So maybe you should just run that red light. There's no one around. Um, so what, what's the right thing to do? Is it, no, hey, you know, if you do that, then you're going to be more willing to do it in future and maybe someone sees you and that encourages them to go, oh, yeah, no one follows rules. I shouldn't follow rules. And they could do something wrong. Um, or is it like, no, yeah, you, you know, there's many questions where it's not clear what the answer is. And so you are the expert in that situation because it's your opinion, you know. Um, and then, uh, uh, what else is in that title there? Be the expert on uh, on where your expertise lies. Um, so there's a double meaning there of like, be the expert on on uh, where your expertise is, like where it lies, like, you know, where it is, um, where it is put, where it what it covers. Um, and... Uh, you know, no, like, say, oh, this is this is something where it's yeah, it's like anyone could have has the right to judge this. Like, should we lock down the whole planet or should we let people be free? That's kind of a very philosophical question, really. Um, should we be quarantining the vulnerable people 
or even you know having it like they can there is they're allowed they'll have government money if they want to quarantine themselves um or um but everyone else can be do whatever they want go get back to work and life um socializing you know and growing and all that um and funerals and weddings and all that and births and all this uh or should it be everyone gets you know quarantined because you know some experts so to speak um think it's a good idea um you know that's pretty like philosophical like that's uh you know there's details of like you know science and you know this and that but a lot of that comes down on basic you know philosophical principles and so you are the expert there you know people say oh you know listen to the experts like yeah okay and you know by experts that means everyone on this particular issue at least um and so and that also means you know be the expert on when your expertise uh, on where your expertise lies um you could say you know this is a podcast is also you know on the topic of where um or you could say just be the expert on this topic of uh where you are actually you think you know something but you don't so you need to be aware of like not overextending and um being humble and admitting when someone has genuine authority over you and when someone is just more knowledgeable than you you know and then you should go okay hey you know you know best yeah it's up to you you know um but it's at the end of the day it's your expertise on when is it time to defer to someone else and when is it time to say hey no like i i know what the answer is um, and i'm going to listen to my own voice here so and yeah how do we know who the experts are um so yeah i said mention that some criteria um and i but i think this leads to the basic things to to bring this home is that um i can have my view of who experts are in general in many on many different issues who who would be the most who would be the expert who um and then other people you know you will have a different view even if you're you know listening to this maybe you have a kind of similar point of view on some of these issues or a lot of them even we're definitely going to have a different list you know and at least one of your people and at least one of mine if we kind of looked everyone up probably we'd probably disagree but i don't know about that person really you know and that's just the way it is and that's a good thing because this is diversity in the ecosystem of information and this way we can figure things out i paint a picture this is how i think things are then you listen to it and go okay and filter it through your own senses and what makes sense to you and then and in any way and then you're painting other pictures and you know other people are ingesting that and kind of thinking about it too and we're all talking free speech just talking things out you know that's how we figure out like what's going on what is and what should be um and you know including who are the experts who who is competent who has the authority on any given topic you know um and uh so i think ultimately you know you can look up think about you know all these things of okay who's more consistent who's internally cohesive their things match up with themselves um who you know people who you respect what the majority of them how do they feel about this person how do they feel about that person you know and you can there's all these little ways of kind of balancing things out and checks and balances in the information and epistemology field of your mind and trying to figure out what's real um and what's right but uh i think um at the end of the day it's um it's always incomplete and the solution is just thank god we have each other you know and um we talk and um 
luckily the world isn't going to just listen to me um, because then we'd probably be making a bunch of mistakes because I'm just one person and I have blind spots. Everyone has blind spots. But if we all talk and we all think about things and then we are voting, you know, say electing people who will actually represent us and, you know, say we're creating businesses more directly which represent us because we own them and, you know, people can vote with their dollars and all that. And, um, you know, we're involved in the community and it's who, who makes most sense, who's respected most, um, you know, civic engagement and that kind of stuff. Um, just through, you know, talking and being having a culture where it's encouraged to, like, think for yourself and to communicate and not be demonized or vilified for having a controversial opinion, but to, un- to have it understood that so long as it's respectful um, uh, and you're coming from a place of harmony in your heart, you're trying to do your part to you know, make things right in the world um, and not coming from a place of hatred, but coming from a place of, you know, love for, for progress or love for humanity. Um, and, you know, even if you're not totally there, you know, but you're doing your best, um, that, uh, you know, that it should be celebrated that people have these um, contrarian opinions because even if they're totally wrong, then we'll just notice that and be, oh, okay, good, that's one of the wrong things. All right, good, next, you know. But then maybe every now and then, the the jester, you know, the fool pops out with some wisdom and everyone goes, oh, wow, you know, um, Hitler was a vegetarian. Does that mean vegetarianism's bad? No, he can be right about a few things, you know. Um, and uh, so I think, yeah, at the end of the day, that's, it, it comes back to like, okay, who are the, you know, the experts? Like that, that anyone who's kind of peddling that, I think is, uh, I don't know, I think it's just a bit of a simplistic um, an unhelpful way of thinking. Um, but we should definitely respect authority, but that's not, you know, government enshrined authority because, again, money controls government to a large extent. And what is money authority? Is that your God, whoever has more money? No, I think authority is truth. Authority is um, truth like, um, and, um, and virtue, you know, what's real and what's right. Um, and whoever best approximates and embodies these things, that's authority, you know? And um, so we all carry authority within our souls to various extents and our lives in different capacities. And we should try to expand our own authority in that sense and encourage authority in others. Um, And uh, yeah, so figuring these things out together, um, I think we can have a much more nuanced um, and helpful understanding of what expertise really is. and but yeah, we can make the world a better place, um, not by having some top-down system of like, oh, just listen to the, whatever that person in a suit says, but understanding like, okay, things are deeper than that. There are many processes whereby um, institutions get corrupted over time. Um, and uh, ultimately, the only security and the only um, guarantee of truth is that um, society at large um, mostly agrees um and that um and even then it's not sure but that's the best we've got you know because we can get wrong confused about stuff you know and it might be a minority believe it but just free speech is the engine is the mechanism by which we figure out what is right what the problems are what the solutions are and by disagreeing and you know agreeing and persuading and you know understanding that it'll be terrible you know we're we're all gonna you know die uh if we try to just force each other to do things um, so we have to try to, you know, thank God, we are forced to try to engage and reason things out 
in the process, we have our blind spots revealed to us um, and we all kind of get to kind of, you know, okay, surrender a bit here and oh, let's not talk about that. Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I was wrong. Or some other people like, oh yeah, I was wrong. Cool. I'll talk about that. That's great. You know, whatever. But like the group can kind of um, adapt and we can kind of, uh, yeah, like exercise competence and expertise as a species. So on that note, I'll finish. Thanks for listening. And um, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and like it and post some gnarly comment. Um, you're the expert of your comment. Let me know what you think should be said or asked. And if you have topics for me to talk about or questions that could become a topic, you might think it's very simple. I'm happy to do a five-minute podcast on whatever question you have. You know, It'll probably turn into a 50-minute podcast. So, yep, yeah, um, much love, everyone. And um, I'll see you next week.